Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This will be a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some, like this one, who ran only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. The sad thing is, I used to dress up as a bear before I had a TV show. Today we are doing the 2004 show, John Mayer Has a Van. No. No. (laughs) That is incorrect, no matter how many times I tell you. I want you to know that my notes call it John Mayer has a fan, too. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, we're doing John Mayer has a TV show, but not John H. Benjamin has a van, which has been on the list forever. H. John Benjamin has a van. Uh, but H. John Benjamin has a van went off Netflix, I want to say like six months before we started the podcast, and has not returned to any streaming services we could find. So this is John Mayer. Yeah, that John Mayer has a TV show. And before we jump into it, uh, we're going to start a brand new segment here on Stay Doomed. It's quarantine, everybody. Yes, we, we've, we've realized that we've really enjoyed making a little cocktail before we record. And then we thought, well, maybe we could theme these cocktails towards what we're watching. So this is a new segment called Stay Dooms Pours One Out. No, what do you have there? Uh, so the cocktail I have made, it is a uh, Sprite Zero. Mm-hmm. Mixed with Malibu, which is a coconut rum, and also Banana Picardi, which is a clear rum. So everything is clear, so it looks very unassuming, mm-hmm. and it just tastes fruity. There's no, like, alcoholic burn to it, and I call it, John Mayer put alcohol in this? Okay, how is it? It's great. It's All a great right. way to start off this podcast. All right. Well, what are you drinking there, Laura? Oh, I have a concoction called the Soccer Mom Tailgating a John Mayer Concert. Okay. It is a wine cooler in a paper bag. Oh, all right. I mean, the paper bag was definitely a nice touch to this because you got to sneak it in. I'm going for authenticity, Noah. <laughs> are you going to follow that up with a $12 Coors Light? Uh, no. I will follow it with a $12 uh, individually sized bottle of Sutter Home. Okay, all right. That sounds good. This is getting the very John Mayer experience. Uh, but it must be either uh, Cab- uh, Sauvignon Blanc or Rosé. Okay. If it's anything else, I will flip a table and I will call your manager. Oh, all right. This, all right now this is feeling, feeling very much like a concert now. <laughs> Um, ah, so we're having a cocktail, and we want to talk about John Mayer has a TV show. But not a van. But not a van. Uh, he's, he's got a tour bus. Uh, basically, this show, like a van. this show was shot while he's on tour. Yes. And basically, the idea behind it is it's really weird for him to have a TV show. Yeah, like that's, that's <laughs> it. 
So he's going to make one. And it starts with him sitting down at a desk mm-hmm. outside like the venue he's about to do a concert at, saying, this is a really bad idea. I don't have time for this. Well, it starts off to a mo- it starts off with a montage. Yes. Of people asking what your reaction would be if John Mayer had a TV show. John Mayer has a TV show? I think he should focus on his music. I think he should focus on his singing, really. I don't think John Mayer really has that much to say. I'd watch John Mayer do anything. I'd probably watch it. I kind of feel like he would be selling out if he did a TV show. It's all about the music, dude. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure the world needs another TV show. (laughs) The more I think about it, the more I think it would suck. And then we have the makeshift uh, talk show. Yes. We are in Nashville. We're in Nashville, and he doesn't even think it's a great idea. But he makes us a promise. Hi, my name's John Mayer. Currently, I'm on a U.S. tour. Right now, we're in Nashville, Tennessee. I found myself backstage with some cameras and a desk and some extra little signs and lights, and I thought, why not do a television show? I'm about to make you, the American viewing public, a promise. I promise to fill 22 and a half minutes with programming. Stick around and see if I'm not right. Asshole. And then he calls us all assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then is thrilled about the fact that he has called us all assholes. Yeah, he's immediately very confrontational <laughs> for a person that we've decided to give 20 minutes of our lives to. Yes. So, uh, the, the show as a whole kind of begins to present itself as a talk show. Yeah. But it's closer to jackass. Yeah, you get really strong <laughs> jackass vibes from the... Um, just the kind of like semi-episodic aspect of it that's not really, um, it's not really a through line. Right. It's just segments that aren't in any real order thrown together, tied together with him sitting at the desk. Right. And that's like where the segues come in. Yes. And we're going to see him do some like silly pranks. Yeah. And I believe the first segment is the bear costume. Yes, which I, I think is funny. It's it's John Mayer. He is in a bear costume. And then he goes around and harasses his own fans. Yeah, he harasses people who are tailgating prior to the John Mayer concert. Yes. Now, I know this bit because I used to watch, like, the top... 100 reality show moments mm-hmm. and like the greatest celebrity moments and they always pulled clips from John Mayer has a TV show but I was like I don't even remember this happening yeah so it was cool to actually get to see this show but it's John Mayer with a megaphone in a bear costume no one knows it's him and he goes up to his to his own fans and is like oh. do you know that John Mayer's pee sitting down John Myers? You guys pick John Myers fans? Myers or John Mayer? Myers. Myers? Yeah. Did you know that John Myers lip syncs all his concerts? John Mayer. Oh, you guys like John Meyer? Yeah. He's having a good time. Yes. He's just being terrible. And I will reiterate what was said on the top 100 reality show moments. This is brilliant because what he's doing is forcing his fans to defend him. Yeah. He's going up to him and just being like... One of the big ones is, your body is a wonderland written by a dude. And they're just like, John Mayer is a great artist. We enjoy his music. How dare you come here in your bear costume and and berate him. And he arm wrestles strangers. Yeah. 
He's also, I noticed, uh, slightly nicer to the female fans than the male fans. Yes. The male fans, he kind of antagonizes and arm wrestles. And he yells at a man, like, Ah, oh, letting you drag her here is going to help you score tonight. Yeah! Which, like, there's a good chance that's how that man felt. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, at one point, he just, he bear hugs a girl. <laughs> for too long. Yeah, and then, like, he asks a woman for something. And then just, like, rifles through her car looking for stuff. Yeah. Like, and she's just cool. Almost to the point where, like, I kind of think the producers tipped off some of the women. Because they're way too calm about. I had that thought, too. But, like, they are way too calm to have, to, to react this way to a stranger in a bear costume bothering them. They're acting appropriate towards a man in a bear costume bothering them, followed by a large camera by a person with a VH1 badge. Yeah, so they're probably like, this is for a show. Can you yeah. let this bear rifle through your car? Because it's not a hidden camera prank. Yeah. Like, they know that this bear is there, but they also know they're being filmed at that moment. Yeah, so there's probably this element of like, hey, we need the uh, footage for... We're doing, like, a John Mayer concert DVD. Uh, we want to do a thing where there's a bear attack. Yeah. So can you just let this guy dressed as a bear go through your car? Yeah, and granted, like, we see him interact with, I would say, at least ten different groups of people. Yeah. There's a great chance that that is not the only ten people he bothered. Yeah, and there's people who didn't take it well. There's or... people who didn't take it well and didn't, like, sign releases and things like that. I'm sure that there is footage of that they didn't use of him taking the mask off and being like, it's me! Because I don't think he could possibly have the self-control not to do that. No, uh, not... John Bear, seeming like he doesn't have a lot of self-control, is a heavy theme of the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just kind of get the impression that John Mayer is just chaotic neutral. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. Whatever. Chaotic neutral, the series. Um, so that's that segment. Yeah, it's cute and it's funny. Uh, the next one is called Male Pattern Baldness. Yeah, it's just him shaving the head of one of the guys who works for him. It's jackass. Yeah. He gives a drum tech uh, $1,400 to shave his head in the style of Male Pattern Baldness. But he talks him up to $1,400. No, no, no. He shaves his head, and we don't know how much money he's making. And once he's done shaving it, he's like, how much for the eyebrows? Right. And he's like, I'll give you 500 bucks. No. Six. No. Seven. No. Eight. No. Nine. No. Thousand. And then he stops to think about it. And that's when John Mayer knows he has him. And then he goes into his wallet <laughs> and pulls out $1,400 because he's John Mayer. Yes. And, like, John Mayer right at about the peak of John Mayer. Yes. Like, this was right around when Heavier Things was going to come out. Mm -hmm. His second album. Yeah. Um, this That's not the one with No Such Thing as Your Body is a Wonderland. This was, like, his follow-up with the uh, Bigger Than My Body and Daughters. Right. Um, so this is, like, peak John Mayer. Mm -hmm. So, of course, he has $1,400 in his wallet that he's, like, going to flash around. Exactly. And uh, here's a fun fact you might know, not know, 
Did you know that if you shave off your eyebrows, there's a 15% chance they won't grow back? I did not. I found that out watching Cultaholic Wrestling. Because they shaved off their eyebrows and then Googled it. And they were like, oh, these may never come back. Ooh. Yeah. Fun fact. Don't shave off your eyebrows. Uh, You know what? I actually did kind of know that. Yeah? Uh, In the 2000s, what did girls' eyebrows look like? The, in the 2000s? Yeah, in like, you know, Simple Life, Paris Hilton era. <laughs> they they looked like Magic Marker. <laughs> Very thin. Yeah. There were women who were teenagers and young adults in that time who were never able to grow their eyebrows back entirely. Because that thin eyebrow was super in style. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, popular eyebrow style now? Uh, Not thin. Big, like... I want to say natural looking, but it's actually like much more than natural looking. Like the Cara Delevingne brow. Yeah. Which is natural on Cara Delevingne. Mm-hmm. But most people don't start off with that. Right. So a lot of people alter their eyebrows to emulate her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always the funny thing is when it's something that a model just has that takes off and it's like, <laughs> oh, it's the Cara Delevingne brow. And she's like, this is my face. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's the Dylan Farlam look. Yeah, it's always something that, like, isn't something they've had surgically enhanced or altered. It's always, like, just a physical feature that they just started out with. Right. So we shave off this man's eyebrows, and then we don't really see him much anymore. We don't see him again. (laughs) He's just gone. It's like, that was fun. Yeah. To a commercial break. The next thing we see is, uh, John Mayer speaks to the artist Trick Daddy. Who... Is this man? Uh, Trick Daddy's a rapper. I got that much. Now, I don't know any of these songs, but then, like, a lot of times with hip-hop, I don't recognize the titles. Right. Because you hear them in clubs, or you hear them on the radio, and you don't ever get the titles. It's like the, oh, it's that song. Yeah. So so we spend some... There's a lot of pop music. Really, any music that comes out currently, I have that, like, oh, it's that song. So we spend some time with Trick Daddy, and uh, there's nothing that stood out to me about this interview. Not in this first part. It was just kind of introducing this character that we will spend some time with later. We go back and forth with uh, Trick Daddy. Yeah. We don't... This one's not really that good. So the first part is kind of just them introducing Trick Daddy, and then we go to another, like, MTV Cribs style segment where John Mayer just uh, tours the basement of the arena and like the boiler room. I forget what this is even about. And he he kind of, he makes a joke that he lives there. Yes. And he's like, and I I do want to give credit to this line. Now I do live next to a boiler room, which means that steam is always piping through the walls. I can't keep posters up for very long. But on the upside, my pores are always open and my clothes are always pressed. And like, if that's an ad lib... That's pretty slick. Yeah, because, like, it's not something you really think about, that it's too humid to keep posters on the wall. Source, uh, I had to take down anything we put up in our bathroom in our old apartment. Because <laughs> it, it got, was, got humid in there. Well, it got so humid because the ventilation was so poor. Right. I was very excited when I could put up my poor roaring <laughs> portrait in our new bathroom. Our new bathroom is Star Wars themed. Because those are the things I own. Yes. Yes, indeed. Turns out when those are the things you own, it's easy to theme a room. It is really easy to theme. Um, Our kitchen is raccoon themed. 
In any case. It's also the things I own. Uh, I love this next part. It's the, um, the fan focus group. Wow. The fact that he does this is insane to me. Yeah, it's four young women. Who and, love John Mayer. And they're very funny. There's Adrian. I only caught two of their names. Uh, Adrian and Sarah with... Oh, no. Sarah with no H is in a different segment. Adrian okay. is the one I can remember. Because Adrian's the one who's like very strong personality. Mm-hmm. But they both... They all four love John Mayer. So he asks like... Would you guys come to see me if I couldn't sing but could play guitar? Yeah. yeah. Would you guys come and see me if I could play guitar but not sing? Yeah. Yeah. What if I couldn't do either of those? What if I just stood there? <laughs> yeah. And they're, and like, they're all like, yeah. Yeah, like, you're not getting honest answers from these women. No, you're alone in a room. With, with John Mayer. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. They all look to be late teens, very early 20s. Yeah. John Mayer is 24 when this takes place. Jeez. So it's not that creepy if they're like 20. Right, right. It's not like he's like... It's not like it was right now and they were all 20. Right. 16 years later. And they talk about adding bongos to all the songs. Yeah. You, you, are you pro bongos? Are you pro bongos? Are you pro bongos? And they're all pro bongo. And then he talks about not paying the bongo player. If I were to call a bongo player into the studio and he didn't charge me anything, that would be a pro bono oh. pro bongo. Adrian, pro bono pro bongo. You know what? I think you should pay him. Pro bono pro bongo Julie. You try him out a little bit. Pro bono. He's good. You're no good. pro bono. And he's clowning around. And like, what's kind of funny is despite the fact that they're with their idol, the four girls aren't really having it. No. <laughs> like, they're kind of just like, uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think they're kind of like... They're trying to buy in. But you can see in all of their faces moments where they're just like, you're a jackass. I disagree. I feel like a lot of this is because once somebody has a, a good idea, John Mayer praises them. Yeah. And it kind of turns into this thing of like, well, I want to be praised by John Mayer. Yeah. So here's my snappy idea for you. But then he, he's going to play a new song for them. And he plays Daughters. Mm-hmm. Which at this point was a brand new song. He hadn't played a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate this song. <laughs> I really hate the song Daughters. Yeah. I could do a half an hour episode on just how much I openly loathe this song. This song is so sexist. Well, if you... And every... It's, it's not good to anybody. It's like, oh, it's toxic masculinity. Like, oh, you can abuse boys. But don't abuse girls, because they're going to become lovers who will turn into mothers. Okay. So everything is bad. If you want a bonus episode... No, no, the, I'm doing it now. On the song... No, no, no we you get have money to... out of these people. We're not doing pro, pro bono anti-daughters. <laughs> if you would like an episode... So then what just... happens oh. is girl uh, girls become lovers who turn into mothers. So women are only defined by their relationship to men... Who you're just cool abusing. Like, boys you can break. Find out how much they can take. No, don't abuse your kids. Don't abuse your kids. That's a PSA from Stay Doomed. Don't abuse your kids. I'm taking your wine cooler away. No! I'm going to talk to your manager. She's very strong. <laughs> oh, go, go. That, that, could have been a, that could have been a bonus episode. It was like five minutes long. <laughs> 
you want the full 30 minute version, please subscribe to our Patreon. And send me one coin. Which we don't have. So uh, give us a dollar on PayPal. Stay doomed. <laughs> or stay doomed show at gmail. The stay doomed show at gmail.com. That, we don't have a PayPal set up for that. Noahoulahan at gmail.com. Send one dollar and you'll get a, a daughter's bonus episode. <laughs> so uh, this is broken up into two segments. Yeah, because we get an interlude with the in-store signing. Yes. I love this. There's something very important I want to talk about here. Yeah. Uh, But basically, it's John Mayer doing a signing. And (laughs) he had already pre-signed a bunch of things to Jessica. Jen. To Jen. Which, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. uh, It was 2004. Yeah, there was a lot of Jens. There were so many Jens. It could have been Jessica, because that was also a big name. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, you're a Jen? Here, I already signed this one for Jen. I got Jen's knocked out already. And then later he's like, are you okay being a Jen? Yeah. (laughs) He signs one to Sarah with no H. He signs, like, some weird stuff. He signs a burned CD copy of Usher's Yeah. Yeah, which is, like, my favorite. (laughs) Okay. You you used to talk about doing that to people all the time. One of my... It was a stupid bit, but I wanted to give out autographs, autographed pictures of Mark Hamill signed by me signing Adam West's signature. <laughs> and for some reason, thought it was hilarious. I never actually did it. Nobody would want this. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's a bit I always wanted to do. It's also like a Big Bang Theory bit. Is it? Yeah, yeah where like one of them brings... Something the uh, creator had nothing to do with and has them sign it because they're like, oh, everyone has a Stan Lee comic signed by Stan Lee. I'm going to have this comic signed by Stan Lee. And Stan Lee even calls him an idiot. All right. Uh, but there, there's one moment I really enjoy here because mm-hmm. like, it can go over your head. But there's a moment where... Uh, John Mayer complains that his hand hurts. Yeah. So he's like, do you mind signing a bunch of these? I'm going to take a break. Yeah, to like some random kid. So someone else sits down and starts signing John Mayer's autograph for him. Yeah. And you as an audience member have this moment of, well, this is stupid. Why would you stand in line to not have John Mayer sign something? And then what? Like the next thing they cut to is John Mayer performing, but he's not singing. The audience is. And I was like, oh, that's a real good point you're making. Everyone pays money to go to a concert, and then he doesn't sing. He makes the crowd do it. Yeah. That was hilarious to me. It's one of the reasons I didn't like concerts that much growing up. Was yeah. because I'd be like, I, well, I want to listen to this artist sing. Uh, I went to a Rob Thomas concert. I don't yeah. know if I've told the story on the podcast before. Uh, if you've ever been to a Rob Thomas concert, it is a lot of 40-year-old ladies. And I was 22 at the time of this story. And it was me. Uh, my best friend uh, had said, like, oh, my family got tickets to the Rob concert, Rob Thomas concert. Do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, of course I'll go. What my best friend failed to mention was that I was taking her ticket. <laughs> she was getting out of this concert. Oh. So I was with her drunk mother and her 
more drunk underage sister no. who really wanted to talk to me about her uh, her private activities. See, this is why people need to be good to their daughters. Because they might end up dragging your drunk mom and your drunk sister yeah. around. I was... But it was just all of these, like, 40-year-old women, like, throwing things at Rob Thomas and, like, declaring their love. And I'm 22, just being like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big concert-goer either. I know that... Um... Every time I buy tickets to a concert, there's a global pandemic. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're, we lost a lot of concerts. Uh, uh, who sings round here? What is what are Counting Crows? Counting Crows. Counting Crows apparently is the worst concert you'll ever go to. Because they kind of jazz all over their own music, so you can't sing along. Yeah, they uh, they riff a lot. Yeah, it's, it's really upsetting. Uh, in any case, uh, we go back to uh, the focus group now. Uh, there's still one or two more bits I want to discuss okay. here. Sure. Uh, he signs a boob. He does sign a boob. And that's kind of funny. And then he signs, he like talks on the phone. Somebody comes up to him with a phone and he refuses to talk on the phone correctly and just speaks upside down into the phone. Oh God, that must have been so frustrating. Yeah. And it's very funny. And he signs like a younger teenager CD. And she's like, I love you. And he goes, go. Don't look back till you're 19. <laughs> and, like, it's not, it's very funny because you know he had a lot of teenage girls try to hurl themselves at him. Mm-hmm. So it's a very funny, like, no, 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 not today. You know, it's so. They're all 16, no. It's so frustrating when, like. You have a brief interaction with someone and you can't get what you want out of them, like the phone being upside down. I, this is at a completely lower, believe it or not, I'm not as famous as Rob Toms or John Mayer. He's the one with the TV show, right? Yeah. Uh, but there was one time we were touring with Plus Two Comedy and we did an X-Men cosplay together. Yes. I was Gambit uh, and we had a TJB Wolverine and we had uh, Sabretooth and... People really wanted pictures with us. And we were like, all right, yeah, we'll take pictures. And then we decided we're going to take funny pictures. Yeah. So, like, I had a deck of cards. Like, I had the Royal Flush glued together. Yeah. And I started holding it like it was a beard. Mm-hmm. And uh, TJ was, like, standing like uh, like Sailor Moon. <laughs> he was doing the peace sign. Yeah. With the claws. And, like... The number of people that would run up to me like, oh my god, bless two comedy. Oh my god, I love your costumes. Can I get a picture? And then us doing that and then being like, oh. All right. Like, after the third time, I was like, guys, we have to stop doing this. Which is funny because you're a comedian. So I would think that, like, yeah. they would kind of expect <laughs> you to do a bit. Yeah, they didn't care for that, though. <laughs> There was one fan that totally got it and loved it. And that's why we're like, let's keep doing it. We quickly learned not everybody's on that side. Yeah. Cosplaying is a very weird thing. Yes. Cosplay is such a weird planet. Um, And there's... He goes back to Trick Daddy and they have like a weird fake boobs conversation. About how like badly done fake boobs... 
feel like a bag full of Legos? With the fake breasts that I really like. I agree with you to the to the to a certain extent because girl with fake breasts, they all they're nice, they're all usually big and they usually wear a small shirt or a see-through right. shirt or something to lift them up. But the pleasure is gone once you take off the shirt, one bigger than the other, high low. Sometimes you catch a corner of it and it's like a bag full of Legos. And right. it's like, Whoa. The, 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 the implants are only for wet t-shirt contests. Don't because right. nipples ain't this big. Right. I, I think he was basically saying like you feel that there's an implant in there. Okay. It's a very weird conversation. I, I mean, I don't know. I've I never seen fake boobs in person, let alone touch them, so I have no idea. One, you've totally seen fake boobs in person. Uh, two, not, not, un- not like intimately. Yeah, but I'm, like, yeah, I, I'm like you've pe- never touched fake boobs. Women walk by me all the time. Yes, but like, I, I mean, like, well, we, I know we've seen some in like burlesque and. Yeah, but not to the point where I can be like, I can evaluate how this is different from real boobs. You've never text. You've never uh, analyzed texture. Yeah, I'm not an expert. I've not. I haven't done the field research, is what I'm saying. John Mayer apparently has, even though he pretended like it was the first time he'd ever signed a boob. Yeah, and um, we go back to the focus group. Yes. <laughs> and there's a bit where he talks about how like he has to, when he gets reservations, and he has to like sing to prove he's John Mayer. I can call up and say, hello, Nobu. This is John Mayer. I know it's Valentine's Day, but I got a party of 16 for nine. And they will tell me, who did you say it was again? And I say, John Mayer. And they say, prove it. And I go, uh-huh, uh-huh. Your body is... And they say, nine o'clock would be great. Yes. And they to- the girls totally buy it. They totally buy it. Uh, he sings... Uh, I think this might be where he sings Daughter. And he asks them, like... Certain songs of mine... I've calculated to make you feel the most emotional at specific points in the tune. So I'm going to have you listen to a song of mine. When you feel emotional, almost to the point of tears, I want you to raise your hand and I want you to say tears. I want you to close your eyes. Use paper towels if you need them. Which, it's, it's, I I don't want to say it's hypnosis, but but like it's this weird uh, thing where he's basically saying, I'm going to play this song when you get tears raise your hand and say tears. Yeah. Which is basically saying to them, you will start crying when I play this song. Yeah. So he's kind of putting, he's embedding in them, if you don't start crying, the problem's with you, not with me. Right. So they all start crying. I, I will say, the girl who insists he pays the bongo players is last. He, yeah, it does take her the longest. She's the most strong-willed. Uh, also, he... Tells them he doesn't write his own music? Yes. Which, like, <laughs> that's, what a weird thing to do to yourself. He says Richard Marks writes all of his music. <laughs> it's a very funny, and he also talks about, like, selling out. Like, he's going to do a medicine commercial with uh, No Such Thing. I want to run through the house of medicine. I want to breathe with all of my lungs. I just found out there's no such thing as congestion. No, don't really say no. I'm close to saying no to it, but it's $2.5 million. Like, he's like, the the fact that he he or someone else had to be in, like, a pitch room. He's like, all right, here's the bit. 
we're going to have a focus group where we bring in your actual fans and you're going to convince them that you are a terrible sellout rock star that doesn't give a shit about them. Yeah. Like, um, like the fact that he had the balls to do it is great. Yeah, it's very, very funny. Um, yeah, he, like, he also, like, says he doesn't write his own music. And then we see a bit where he just tells this very long story about, like, zippers and zoomers and 16 groupies and talk about this, like, wild night he had. And he's like, none of that happened. No, no, no. It was just him being a goofball. Yeah, like, it's just this very weird, dumb bit he does. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to him talking to Trick Daddy. And he talks about how, like, Trick Daddy bought an H2 Hummer. And then, like, he won't buy stuff on the internet. Because this is 2004. Because right. he doesn't want to put his uh, credit card info on the computer. Yes. Which one? He's afraid of eBay. Which one is hilarious. Right. Because, like, we're in 2020 and everybody's credit card information's on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and John Mayer goes, like, so you, you, you've been to jail. You have an AK-47 in diamonds around your neck. And your biggest fear is credit card fraud on eBay? And Trick Daddy's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, like, all right. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Uh, and then I believe they go have a night on the town together. Yeah, they go into Nashville and, like, uh, they listen to country and then Trick Daddy plays his music. And, like, it's just supposed to be this, like, union moment of... Yeah, it, it almost gets to, like, Old Town Road levels at yeah. one point where they're mixing hip-hop and country. And then I guess they kind of have a moment of, ah, this will never work. Yeah, they ride until they can't no more. Yeah. Uh, it's a, It's a fun little thing. But nothing too special about that segment. Yeah. And that that's pretty much the end of the show. Yeah, then the show just kind of ends. <laughs> yeah, because it's non-linear. It just kind of, like, stops. So basically what John Mayer has presented as his show is every episode he will do pranks. Yeah. Uh, kind of some general goofiness, and he'll have a guest. Yeah. And that's kind of what they want VH1 to buy. Yes. And, like, it's not, it's a little thin for our premise, It's, but it's very much in keeping with what VH1 was buying at the time. Yeah, I was about to say, what year was this, 2000? 2004. 2004, yeah, this is, like, this is a perfect reality show. For VH1. For VH1. In the mid-2000s. In 2004. And I say this as someone who is, like, extremely into mm-hmm. celeb reality. Yes. So, uh, any bits of trivia before we, we kind of... I couldn't find much on this show. It, it's a weird anomaly, because, like, I don't remember it ever airing. I only remember it being on these, like, clip shows. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that we found it surprised me. Yeah, it's, um... I, I found... So, I, I found a, um... Uh, a real-life account of a young woman who was at, was on the show. Okay. And she, uh, she was going to the show in Virginia Beach. Because they said they were in Nashville, but some of this was filmed in other places. Right, I figured as much. Uh, Maroon 5 was the opening act. Really? Yeah, this was, I mean, this was the 2000s. Maroon 5 had just come out with Harder to Breathe. Yeah. They weren't huge yet. song. Like, Songs About Jane had come out fairly recently, Mm -hmm. and they weren't 
huge the way they are now. Yeah. Maroon 5 is one of those bands that, like, we're going to look back in 10 years and be like, oh my god, they put out how many albums? Yeah. What happened? And you know a lot of Maroon 5 songs, but man, you don't care about any of them. I like Harder and Harder to Breathe. Yeah, I like, you like their early stuff. I like, yeah. Uh, I'm a Maroon 5 purist. So, John Mayer used to invite his fans to sound checks. And... Oh, right. Because there's a moment where they don't explain that. Yeah, you had to be part of his fan club. Because there's a moment where he's doing a concert. Mm-hmm. And it, they don't tell you it's a sound check. We were able to figure that out. But it looks like his concert just only sold 20 tickets. Which is another weird thing to do to yourself. So, uh, the bouncer comes up to them and lets them in. Um, because they let in a bunch of non-fan club members because they needed more bodies. Because you gotta remember, like, John Mayer's not that, uh, established. Like, this is his first big tour. And so they're in the sound check, and a man approached them all and asked if they wanted to be on VH1. And, uh, they auctioned off a bunch of John Mayer's possessions Wait, what? Yes. They auctioned off a bunch of John Mayer's possessions. Uh, Q-tips that he opened. He presented an item as his unwashed button-down shirt adorned with some light peroxide stains on the collar from his proactive. Oh my god, this is an amazing bit. (laughs) The bidding starts at 100. (laughs) It's even better. Uh, we can. She ended up maxing out at $125 for the button-down shirt. We continued to smell it for the next two days until we could no longer get a hint of Mayor's musk off it. <laughs> <laughs> totally normal for teenage girls. Um, so... <laughs> that didn't make the show. Yeah, this is... This, the woman who wrote this is my age. Right, um, right. So, you know, she would have been, in 2003, 16. Right. So, th- that never made the show. Which is weird, because that's a funnier bit than a lot of the things. I don't know. It, it depends. Like, we're imagining it as being very funny. There could have been any other problems with, like, audio or anything with it. But there also could have been the fact that they were savoring it for, potentially, the series. Yeah, like... The poster says that you can see her briefly in the soundcheck concert. Okay. But uh, that bit didn't make it. So it might have been something they were saving for the series. That's funny. But, yeah, right as we were, like, they, I had something up and then somebody was like, I was on that show. And I was like, must, must find out. <laughs> so I guess, I guess then it's verdict time, huh? Yeah. Uh, so my relationship with John Mayer is very similar to Hansel's relationship with Sting. Okay. I really love John Mayer. I think he's great. I'm inspired by him. His music, don't really listen to it, but I respect him for doing it. I think John Mayer's great. I think he's hilarious. I don't listen to his music, but other like everything else he does cracks me up. Because he did Chappelle's show. Do you did remember he? That? There's, a, there's a Chappelle's show sketch 
where they were trying to prove if white people could, or how different races react to electric guitar. Okay. And it was just John Mayer, like, sneaking up on people and playing guitar. And white people can't help but dance. And uh, black people hated it. Okay. But, but then they played drums, and then they danced. It was just, like, a very silly bit. It was a very quick Chappelle show. And, and I believe the drummer was Questlove. Oh, I <laughs> yeah, love Questlove. Questlove comes out of nowhere. So it's this just kind of fun John Mayer kind of making fun of himself. Which he's very good bit. at doing. Yeah. And there's a famous saying, I can't remember who said this quote, but all rock stars want to be comedians and all comedians want to be rock stars. Okay. So I'm going to give this a very unique verdict. Okay. I'm going to give it a stay tuned Mm -hmm. because I think watching John Mayer do stuff would be funny. And this is just kind of what he threw together. I think he'd be funnier under pressure. This yeah. idea of like, we need three more bits, John. Go do something funny. I think would be even better. Okay. I don't see it running more than a season if it got picked up. Because people would know about the show. And then things would kind of like fizzle out. You know what would be a great series though? That I think could run a really long time? Blank has a TV show. And every episode is a different rock star. I could see that. Yeah. Dave Grohl has a TV show? No, no. That one doesn't count because Dave Grohl could legitimately run a several season TV show. <laughs> I, yeah. we would. He would have to come back. Yeah. like at, at some point. Like, I watch concert clips of Dave Grohl. Mm-hmm. He wrote a beautiful essay about live music after coronavirus. D- Dave Grohl's amazing. Like, <laughs> like, that's why he was the first name to jump in my head. Yeah, I never really thought of him as a prose writer, though. Yeah. But damn. Uh, but, like, yeah, Adam Levine has a TV show. Daft Punk has a TV I show? I think they'd have the sense of humor to do it. They don't speak. <laughs> it would have been it'd be this real weird episode of them sitting there being robots. Like, Ariana Grande has a TV show. Yeah. What's the girl from Paramore? Haley Williams has a TV yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, she wasn't doing much in 2004, but still. You've got to be joking me. Was she? Wait, 2000, no, 2004. She wasn't big yet, was she? Yes. Yeah, their first album had come out, I believe. Hmm, I oh, they, the band was together. Their big breakout hit came out in 2005. Okay, alright. So it's still pretty close. They, yeah, she they, could have snuck in as, like, at the end of the season. Yeah. But, like, seeing each one of these rock stars try to basically do this show. Where it's like, okay. And, like, I'm sure there'd be some where you could just give the, the rock star a camera and they'd have fun. There'd be some where, like, they would need some guidance. But it's, like, it's very simple. You're going to interview someone... Probably your opening act that no one knows and help them. You're going to do two pranks. Mm-hmm. You're going to tell a story and you're going to play some of your music. Yeah. And we're going to sh- tell people when your tour dates were and promote your CDs. The, the show in 2004 would have been perfect for VH1. Yeah, I could see that. But I'm guessing this was John Mayer's idea. Yeah. So I don't think they could be like, John, great idea. We're good. we're done with you, though. <laughs> we're going to take this idea and go elsewhere. So this is my first double stay tuned. 
Yeah. I'm going to say stay tuned. Okay. Because I think you could make this. I don't think this would run for years, but I think this could be something that ran for a while. Yeah. Like, you could do a limited run of six episodes that he did over his summer tour. Yeah. Like, yeah, a season's only six episodes on cable, so, like, totally. Yeah. The fact that they couldn't give poor John Mayer five more episodes of this is a shame. That, right. that being said, even if they did, we'd still be talking about this show on Stay Doomed. Yeah! Okay. So that's going to do it for John Mayer Has a TV Show. Uh, what are we watching next week? Uh, we are going to begin uh, YouTube Premium Month. Yeah, or YouTube Red Month, whatever you want to call it. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to do Here Comes Poppy. Here Comes Poppy? Mm-hmm. I am Poppy? I think you're confusing Honey Boo Boo and Poppy currently. As happens so often. I think it's I'm Poppy. It's I'm Poppy, okay. Yes. Uh, We're going to start YouTube Red Month with I'm Poppy. Yes, I'm very excited for this. Uh, If you have a question or comment about I Am Poppy that you would like read on the show, or if you got an idea for a Poppy cocktail, where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you want to talk to me about John Mayer, but not his music, I'm at TV's Noah. If you've ever been stuck in a car trip where the driver plays nothing but John Mayer for several hours, Michelle, I'm at Priorities. And to be honest, I can't get into the at TV's Noah account, so I'm at Plus Two Comedy. (laughs) Until next time. Stay doomed.